The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. Hello, it's that time of week again. It's the Tuesday Club podcast. We're in Series 3. I think we're on Episode 4 now. Joined by the usual co-host, Kyle Reese and Shane Williams. We're into the Six Nations. Uh, unbelievably, it doesn't feel like it, boys. We talked about it last week, but we've already finished the Round 1 of the Six Nations. And who better to have on as a guest than multiple Grand Slammer, former Wales captain, British Lion, former head of performance, Ironman and Ultra Event extremist, Mr. Ryan Jones. Evening, fellas and everyone. How are we? <laughs> How's it going, Evening. Man? Can I just say, it's um, despite the introduction, Sean, it's great that I've had to wait three series and four episodes to actually get on this show. Yes, <laughs> 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 no, see, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the story of my life, mate. It's fine. You know, you know, you are always going to be our banker, mate. You know, that's right. We're always going to set you up there. Now, Tuesday Club's brought to you by Buffoon Media, our media partners, and we've got some very special sponsors of tonight's episode. A big thank you to the boys from the events room. You know, the, the, all of us do a lot of work for the events room, Matthew and Matt up there in Newbridge, and they've kindly donated this week's prize, Jughead. It is actually a signed framed picture of Shane scoring a try. Wow. I'm surprised it's not one of his retirements. There's plenty of them. Yeah. As well, isn't it? yeah. It's a cracker, actually. It's a cracker. I, Big thanks to the events room. Which um, try? All I say. Which one? Which try? Yeah, yeah. George North will be saying that soon. <laughs> A big thank you to the events room. Uh, you can catch them at uh, theeventsroom.co.uk. They've also, boys, they've also given us a very special, for our listeners and followers, a 10% discount code. So if you go to theeventsroom.co.uk slash shop and put in the code TUESDAYCLUB10, you will get a 10% discount uh, on anything you want to buy at their online shop, which includes all sorts of memorabilia. There's Ryan lifting Grand Slam trophies. There's Shane, he's picking something off the wall. Now, look, yeah, oh, you've got that from the event room. He's showing a Star Wars signed picture. What is it, Shane? Yeah, this is, um, in fairness, the event room are great. They know I'm a, I'm a movie nut, and they sent me a Star Wars Rise of Skywalker uh, signed photograph. So that's the kind of stuff you can look look forward to receiving when you get on the uh, on the website. Great company. You started him now. Kyle now, come on, tell everybody who can't see the video, what are you showing? I got, he got? A, I got a, a British Lions New Zealand 2017 tour ball and it's signed by the man himself, Warren Gatland, Wales. <laughs> I was going to say, the job is on a 2005 <laughs> New Zealand Lions ball, which Ryan and Shane are on because they never won a bloody game. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> More Lions tours than you coached the played on, though, yeah. Holly. Oh, correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah, I have been on every Lions tour since 1997, except 2009, but only as a fan. <laughs> right, thanks for joining us, mate. How are things? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know what? I'm actually really relieved that the rugby's back on, you know, <laughs> having got the 2021, like everyone else, thinking, you know, we're going to wake up on the 1st of January, everything's going to be back to normal and amazing, and realising that it wasn't, you know, February couldn't really come quick enough, but... I thoroughly enjoyed the weekend, you know, with back to back, back to back games and a bit of normality. I was in the house with uh, Dad was round, Big Steve, with his uh, with his Wales jersey on that he used to wear to every game, and uh, yeah, we had a bit of fun. Was he shouting at wing bands? Was he giving me the R F? 
No, no, he, he, he wasn't actually. He was saying a few other choice words to some others. On it. <laughs> he won directed at Barnsley. Hey, Shane. Georgie got one more closer, mate. I know. I was dying for him to pass to Lisa, Lee Harpenny on the out. <laughs> what would you know about passing? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he did exactly what I'd have done. So, fair play to him. Look, he's playing well, isn't he, Georgie? It's uh, good to see him with a bit of confidence. I think it's no surprise, is it? He, uh, when he plays well, Wales seem to play well and win. So, um, look, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take him scoring tries if Wales are winning. I'll be happy. Honest. Liar. (laughs) I'd agree with you there, Shane. I think, you know, 13, he seems to have had a new lease of life. You know, not only has he hit a bit of form with the Ospreys and, you know, but he looks confident again. And I think he's good ball in hand, isn't he? He thrived at Northampton when they were utilising him, you know, and he's just, he's a player that grows in the games as well, George. You know, we remember when we played with him, you know, the more more touches he had. You know what it's like? you just got to get the ball to him, haven't you? You know, and... When I watch him play in and he doesn't touch the ball until the 50th minute, I'm thinking, what's the point? You know? So at, at 13, he's getting the ball and I think he's bringing the best out of him and he's taking that form to, to the Ospreys. And again, another reason the Ospreys are doing well, probably. Players like him and Lids and, and Tips playing well. They're going to play well, aren't they? And they're going to win games. So uh, good to see. How good I is think t- how good oh, is t- Tips. Oh, wow. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, you know, the guy, we've all worked with him, you've played with him, I coached him, and it's just ridiculous how consistently good the guy is. You know, I know he, in inverted commas, missed the tackle on Henshaw. It was a tough one because, you know, when it changes direction like that, you're pushing off the other way, you've got a weak shoulder. But his tackle at the end, his tackle to track back was phenomenal and his all-round play. Well, it's no surprise to us, is it? But it's, I'm still amazed with his consistency, right? No, he's good. Yeah, for those out there, it's work, it's work off the ball, right? He's a classic seven. He's always in the right place at the right time. He's got no right to be where he is half the time. And I do a really other interesting thing I've enjoyed. You know, the fact there's no crowds, the only upside is you can hear the conversation on the pitch, you know, albeit we... Uh, few choice words and some language in the change rooms and, and, and all that stuff. But actually, go back and listen to the game yesterday. And nearly every breakdown, all you can hear is tips, his defensive talk. It's phenomenal. Listen, you know, when he's talking around the specifics of defense, not just noise that like you often hear and smash them and all this nonsense. He's actually talking people out of doing stuff in attack and he's talking the defenders around him and, and, and making defense easy. It's, it's, it's brilliant to listen to. It's it's. Kyle- it's- Bizarre as well, though, isn't it? Sorry, last bit on tips because when <laughs> when he was coming through and playing with with us, he, you know, you wouldn't say boot to a goose, would he? he? He was so so quiet. <laughs> unassuming. It was, you know, fair play to him. He's uh, he's he's become this kind of leader now. And when he was the Ospreys captain, became Ospreys captain, I was like, geez, really? You want to yeah, do I- that? Yeah, the problem there, though, is with people like me, you and the Ulster involved, no one can get a word in edgeways, could they? Like Kyle, right now. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm happy just to listen. I've got, I've got uh, Every week or every other week, I get all these Welsh rugby legends on, uh, excluding Sean, obviously. Um, but uh, I'm just happy to sit and listen because the, these, these podcasts are dreams come true. So you crack on, boys. True, true story about uh, tips just lastly. When he was coming through, I mean, Andrew Hoare was involved with this as performance manager or something. He, he said to me... As, who are you thinking of picking? So we were playing Arthur, I think it was, and the boys were away uh, with the international duty. And I said, uh, we're thinking of picking this boy, Tipbrick. You know, he, we, we like the way he's going. He was playing at Aberavon and this time. 
he's never going to play for the Ospreys as long as he got a hole in his ass," he said. I said, well, hang on, we, we think he's pretty good. Like, you know, he's, he's looking the part. Because he, he wasn't in the best physical shape, boys, was he, coming through? He was a bit yeah. of a bag of shit, to be honest. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, he said, I said, well, I'm not thinking of picking him. He said, if you pick him for the Ospreys first team, I'm going to, I'll bring this meat in next week. I'll bring four raw eggs and I'll eat them off the plate. So we picked him. <laughs> so we picked him. He had man of the match, scored a try, but he had Jerry Collins at six and he had Philo Tiatia at eight. <laughs> he was man of the match, scored a try, and fair play to Hori. He cracked four eggs in the meeting, off the plate, ate them raw like that. And uh, that was the start of Justin Tipperick, just flew from there. But, but Kyle, no raw eggs for you at the weekend, no beer, because you're self proclaimed now off the booze. What was it like watching International without the cans? I kind of wish you hadn't said that, though, because the company that sent us all the beer I was doing all the posting for, no, no. That I didn't drink any of them, but there we are. Unless you, unless you're lying. Um, no, it was it was it's nice to actually wake up this morning and remember the game. That's uh, one good point that I taken from it because the last sort of five years, I next morning after every international day in Cardiff or whether I've just been in the house having a swig, BBC iPlayer is on nine o'clock, like the repeat of match of the day on a Sunday to watch the game because I genuinely can't remember it, but. Um, no, it's different. The whole, like the boy said at the start, the whole experience is different, isn't it? You know, no crowds, no one's going there. Um, it kind of snuck up on everyone because there hasn't been that massive build up towards it. Um, but yeah, I had I had it on the big screen, no, on the projector, so I turned the the surround sound up and it. <laughs> I made it look like I was in a bar, a bar somewhere in the walkabout, and then when the game had finished and we won. I got the disco ball out, I turned all the lights off, I went upstairs, I put my raffle and shirt on, I come back downstairs and I had a dance in the living room. Do you, do you, um, do you pee on the wall outside and spend an hour with it? <laughs> How do you know that? Were you watching? Steve, <laughs> <laughs> all those years of international rugby, you've been slogging away and training at games in the stadium and that's what that's what the fans are doing, even when there's lockdown. Well, well done, Kai, well done. Um, before we move off Six Nations, uh, right, I'll come to you first. Without looking too far ahead, because we'll do that later in the show, Scotland, eh? How impressive. Yeah, they were good, weren't they? You know, I think, um, you know, they, they've shown glimpses of it over over the last few years, haven't they? They, they've definitely got creativity and they've got an intent to attack, you know? But what, what, what they've seemed to have done with, is now they've got a set piece. And we can, we can all tell stories, can't we, around the fundamentals of test match rugby. You know, to win test match rugby, you need a rock solid set piece. You need a good defence and you largely need to play rugby in the right areas unless you're New Zealand who can score from 90 yards regularly. You know, everyone else needs to play rugby in the right areas. Scotland have had some of that and they've had it intermittently. You know, for I feel for too long they've been playing an awful lot of beautiful rugby in and around their own 10-metre line, which looks amazing and teams have just gone, you carry on because we're going to smash you as soon as you come in our half. Um, but they played rugby in the right areas and they looked the real deal. The pack went well, you know, Steve Tandy's got them Looking, looking the part in D, you know, they're going to be a real handful. And I tell you what else is a, is a worry. Wales haven't faced a confident Scotland team in a long time, you know, and that's that's a big, you know, we do, everyone's talking around, can they handle, you know, the the, the favourites tag and all this. Actually, I'm more worried about them being confident. You know, they'd be full of beans. They didn't pick up any bumps. They ground it out. They had a, a historic win. That's a dangerous, that's a dangerous animal to come up against next. You know, it's particularly as, you know, Wales were less than convincing. You know, taking nothing away from the the victory, I thought they looked good for large parts in defence, which is a which is a big plus from the autumn. But creatively, you know, other than the mistakes, we still don't look like we're going to score, do we? Which is, you know, I think I, 
puts a, puts the game firmly in Scotland's hands, and I was to go and get now, really. Yeah. Anyone other than tips, Shane, do it for you in the weekend. I, I thought Ireland were great, you know, with 14 men. I thought, you know, always admire that, didn't you? And then I oh, Billy Burns not missed that bloody kick at the end. It could have been a different story. But anybody for Wales other than tips impress you? Yeah, um, well, Alan Wynn, I think he looked a bit rejuvenated, didn't he? He hasn't played for some time. And, and you know, Alan Wynn, he'll just keep on playing and playing until his legs fall off, really. So I think he needed the rest, didn't he? He looked like he'd had a rest and he looked like he was chomping at the bit. Um, hence the reason he was probably chomping at the bit in training. And that's why Jake Ball gave him one in the, in the eye socket. So <laughs> you, you, you know for a fact that he's just pissed off Jake Ball and he's, he's had one for his, for his troubles. But... Yeah, he was back to his best, wasn't he? He was moithering, he was making tackles, he was carrying well. And in spits and spats, Wales look really good with ball in hand, offloading in the tackle. A couple of lovely passes for uh, Rhys Amitz try in the right-hand corner there. George's two two chances, uh, two times he touched that ball before he actually scored the try. You know, he heavily involved there. There was glimpses of great stuff. But, look, take your hat off to Ireland and Sexton. They go down to 14 men, rightly so as well. and. Um, and they control the game. They, that's all they do is, right, put, let's put the ball up our jumper. We keep it away from them because if they haven't got the ball, they can't score points against us. Boom, they get in the right area. They score 13 points unanswered against Wales. And they go into halftime and you're thinking, hold on, which, which team's got 14 players on the field here? You know, I think, I think, however, second half, it took its toll. They had to play a lot of rugby first half. They had to try and hold Wales back. And I think it took us to, I think they run out of steam a little bit. And losing Sexton was, well, you know, it was, it was literally the, uh, uh, the nail in the coffin, wasn't it? Because poor Billy Burns, I, I, even as a Welshman, I felt for him in the end. A couple of awful passes, bad decisions, and then kicks the ball into Rosette behind the dead ball line. So, yeah, um, yeah, the proverbial uh, Jarvis Cocker, didn't he? Blessed him, honestly, blessed. <laughs> I really did feel sorry for him. So, um, yeah, it wasn't good. But look, Wales won the game. They did what they had to do. They they scored the tries when they had to, and uh, it wasn't convincing. And I think a fifteen man island would have beaten us. But that's life, uh, Peter Mahoney. You know you're a silly boy. So, um, uh, but sometimes you just need that win. First game so important in the Six Nations, and we've won it. So let's I think, go. I think there's a couple of others worth mentioning in there. Though Sean, I thought I thought um, I thought the Welsh front row went well. You know, under a fair amount of pressure. You know, albeit. Down to a slightly weakened pack, but I thought you know, when when was when Jones was impressive, you know, in particular, and so was Ken, you know. So I think um, you know you're going to see Nabs is going to be better for it as well. You saw glimpses of him in there, you know, a couple of turnovers he, he should have had and would normally have had. I think that it'd be interesting to see the back row selection this this week. You know, um, Toby Toby looks. You know, I think he'll grow into the tournament. He's not. Yeah, quite I agree. Good. He didn't have the impact you you would have hoped yesterday, but I think that, I think there's more to come from him. Um, so I think you know, and Zamet looks like a handful. You know, he, he he got pulled back a couple of times by the referee um, because um, you know, for pass or an offside or he was knock on. But he's he looks dangerous. You know, he's looking for work. He's on a shoulder, and you know, you you just think half an offload. You know, when Josh Adams is back, those two. Loitering around the place on half breaks, on missed tackle, and we, we could we could get that creativity and that game line that we probably probably haven't had, you know. So there's definitely um, sort of some hope in there. I suppose the concern for this week would be around the, the bench, you know, and the, yeah. based on who's fit. Yes, <laughs> yeah. 
um, you know, we obviously it was like a war zone in the end there yesterday. So based on who's fit and, you know, can we, have we got players on the bench who can genuinely come on and add value and impact? And it was good to yeah. see Thomas go off yesterday. I really like him. He's exciting. And- yeah. I think, well, I think Webby get called up if he doesn't make it now, which, uh, so we won't lose too much there. But uh, look, we look ahead to Scotland a little bit later on, boys. We've had loads of uh, responses, obviously for you being on, Ray, and, um, <laughs> from our listeners and followers um, and big thanks to the events room uh, fantastic company that we all do a bit of work for they've donated a fantastic prize for the best question this week uh, it's a signed Shane Williams a signed and framed Shane Williams uh, portrait photograph of Shane scoring his last try at the Principality Stadium against Australia so big thanks to them you can get a 10% discount uh, if you uh, put the code in Tuesday Club 10 on the events room shop website that's the events room .co.uk slash shop. Our first question is from Siobhan Gillian. Thank you, Siobhan. Um, what's your favourite national anthem or song associated with rugby, Ryan? Oh, Flower of Scotland for me. And the, the reason is it really sort of um, resonates with me because whenever we got, used to go to the Murrayfield, you'd have, you'd have the Welsh anthem first and there'd be, always be sort of 15,000, 20,000 Welsh fans in it who would sing it passionately. And Flower of Scotland would come on, and our fans would sing that with the Scottish fans, and it would lift the roof. You know, it was it was always it was always amazing. You know, every, everyone would join in. So, you know, Flower of Scotland for me, I think, is a is a, is a cracker. Yeah, cool, Shane. Yeah, look, I'd have to agree. I think he, I, I think Ryan will admit this as well. You even sing that when you're you're lighting up. In, <laughs> it's so bloody catchy, <laughs> um, and, and the words words aren't too difficult either. No, I'd have to agree on that one, right? What's the first? Yeah. Uh, I quite like um, obviously our national anthem at the stadium is nothing better is there but uh, I always love watching the Italians at their anthem yeah. they've always got hope at that stage of the game <laughs> two minutes before kickoff they've got hope haven't they and always- and they give it their all it's amazing I love it seeing the props and the hookers crying so uh, Kylie have you got a favourite anthem or song um, yeah I would agree oh Flora Scotland um he hit the nail on the head right in there where every, all the Welsh fans just sing it with them as well because other than I was it is one of the best anthems not just in sport but in the, you know the world it's a great anthem but my favourite is when you're there um, whether you're on the field about to play or in the stands watching is the first verse and then all the drums stop all the bagpipes stop and then it's just everyone a cappella and that will send you goosebumps through the TV whether in, if you're in the living room so, O Flower of Scotland for me is um, after the Welsh one, my favourite anthem. Yeah, good. Okay, I'm thanks just, for that. I was just going to come in there, Sean. There's some touch on there something around um, the Welsh anthems, the, the best one, and, and the, the, the Welsh one's the, the best when you're in you're in the stadium. And the reason for that is is around our stadium is largely the only purpose built rugby stadium was left on the planet. That it was it's only designed to house a rugby pitch 100 by 60. So when you Shane will tell you when you stood on that. On that, on that five meter line or ten meter line, as it uh, fifteen meter line as it is now, the crowd aren't that far away, and 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 they don't they don't disappear into the distance like many other stadiums. I've got a running track, and then the tiered crowd like in Twickenham, when everyone's miles away or, or Murrayfield, so you're just faced with this enormous wall of sort of twenty, thirty thousand faces, all screaming, full of passion in your face, and you can see, you can see it, and you can see the whites of people's eyes, and that's that's unique around you know around despite where no matter where you play in the world. And that's what makes it really magic. That's, br- yeah, that's brilliant, that is, to hear that from somebody who stood in the line looking at us. Because for us, we are screaming at you. 
because we want you to go yeah. on there and like you know our, we want our passion to soak out from us into you and go out and play your best but that's lovely to hear that it's really nice thanks Wales it's still the world it's still the world's worst karaoke you shit yourself as a camera comes along dancing and melting to you <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of mentions, a couple of shout-outs. Kevin Vaughan uh, has tweeted in uh, about... Uh, he listened to the uh, Bulls Rhino. Uh, we had Philo on, and um, he, he he mentioned Jason Spice and called him Hole, and he wanted to know... I was wondering why you call Jason Spice Hole. Well, I went back to him, and I said it's because it's short for asshole, which is obviously <laughs> a true story. Um, big thanks to Brick and Bruin, who, uh, in partnership with the WIU, sent us all beers. Uh, to drink on the weekend and for our watch along on Saturday. They tweeted Thursday th- Tuesday next week at Tuesday Club. Thanks very much for that, Breck and Bruin. We'll be on there. A little mention for Roslyn Park Slingbacks because they've been doing so much hashtag rugby for the NHS. Uh, they're on week four now. Clubs, deliveries. Thank you to the NHS heroes. They're doing sterling work there. And a question from Mike Jones at Great Days Golf. Uh, it's for Shane, but Ryan, you can answer this because it's poignant. In these strange times of isolation and mental health awareness, has your time as an international rugby player helped you deal with the pressures we're all facing now in the pandemic? And any advice on how to deal with the pressure, self-imposed or otherwise? So, Shane, yeah. you first, then you have a think about that, Jug. I think, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's helped. You know, I, I think being a rugby player and being in, you know, being in um, in the spotlight, I suppose, and, and and having, you know, pretty much your rugby life looked at under a under a microscope you kind of you kind of become thick-skinned you you do become more mentally tough I think and 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 aware of everything around you but I think I've always been pretty good in that sense you know I'm I'm very lucky in the sense I got people around me that uh uh keep me keep me busy keep me stimulated and and help me on that side of it um and I'm just it's just you know I'm lucky as well I've got friends I got friends on call very easily that I can secure hold of, whether it's in the rugby world or or boys that I've known since I was four years of age. You know, so I've always had that kind of help, really. But it, you know, it is tough, isn't it? It's it's hard being stuck at home, caged, not really um, having any chance of of catching up with your friends and stuff. And it's a difficult time. So I think certainly being a rugby player has helped me in that sense of it. But you know, we we, we all miss each other and we all miss. Uh, you know, rugby mates and so on and so forth. We're all in it together, I suppose. But uh, it is very hard. But, you know, we're all doing it for the right reasons, aren't we? I think we all need to remember that, why we're doing it. The sooner we do it and, the um, you know, the sooner we get back to normal, we can be amongst each other again, I think. Yeah, good. Right? Yeah, as well said, actually, Shane. Um, um, I'm, I'm not sure there's anything in my sort of rugby career that... Um, prepared me for anything like this, you know. Yeah, I think... you faced a lot of adversity, mate, right? I mean, you were in a public spot as captain. You know, when you get picked is one thing and you get dropped is another. You had horrendous injuries, you know. So you had, you faced tremendous adversity in the public eye. Yeah, and, and I think you, you, do, you do, do develop a, a resilience, if you like. You, you, you're right there. I think that's one aspect that it, it does give you. And, you know, you, you learn to appreciate probably what, what matters. You develop a variety of coping strategies. I think... Um, I think that you, the downside of this is a lot of those have been taken away. So it's trying try to remodel and, and relearn, you know, like, like Shane, I've, you know, I personally struggle with the sort of isolation and loneliness of it, you know, and um, again, I sort of reevaluated what, what matters in, you know, in these times, you know, the little things are now, now the big things, you know, and, but I, what I have, what I have learned as well is that, you know, my sort of physical well being is, is 
intrinsically linked and to my to my mental well-being you know so trying to stay fit and healthy and active is really important you know and the other thing I've learned is I really value the outdoors and the importance of fresh air and stimulation and you know staying staying for long periods in the house is 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 not it's not good or healthy for, for me and I'd encourage everyone to sort of maximize their exposure out, outdoors but yeah I think you know picking up on Shane's point I think you know I think there are there are aspects of elite sport that you know do give you a strength of character if you like you know and an ability to cope um with with adversity you know whatever that may be but again i think like everyone we're 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 finding our feet sport can also be the cruelest thing in the world as well because you know all of us sat on this call now have have had wonderful sport and experience that have introduced us to worlds that we never would have known existed you know not just our own worlds but you know yeah. done some amazing stuff that we all desperately love to get back to wouldn't we so yeah and we're, we're missing our mates mate you know we're we're mates for life that's an osprey's thing and uh, i'm missing it yeah I, i'm if i'm honest and whether it's working you know in a q a whether we're at the game or whether we're just down the pub or we're doing a bit of work you know or going for a run or on a cycle uh, i'm finding i'm missing it and i'm sure a lot of people are out there look like i gotta mention t ross all right this is thea rosano and this will tell you the length and breadth of our podcast is going ryan i'm teaching text evidence to sixth grade ela class in north carolina mm-hmm. and the article is football versus football and it references british rugby football i was tempted to share your podcast maybe you could give a shout out to mrs rosano's students at Parkwood Middle School in Monroe, USA, North Carolina. Yeah, man. <laughs> Give us an American accent, Kyle. You're the only actor, yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name, Mrs. Rosano? Yeah, Thea Rosano. Miss, I'm going to give her a shout-out. Mrs. Rosano! <laughs> There we are. There's a shout out. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. I got one coming up. T- taking a leaf Australia out. Australia. Sorry, Sean. Taking a leaf out of the Great Days golf. Shouldn't we be doing USA? USA. <laughs> <laughs> we got lots of thanks to Kyle. Lots of US uh, listeners. Um, I've got one here from uh, Rachel at R A A underscore Pete. And she listens from Australia. I love the pod. Listen from Australia. Um, who was your outstanding performer on the weekend? I thought North had, North had the best game for Wales in ages. And Hogs, awesome. Kicking game was great too. Go Wallabies. So there's Rachel. Thanks for that. Who's your outstanding performer, Shane? Yeah, um, I think Hog, uh, Hog had a great game, didn't he? I think he beat more defenders than the whole of the England team beat Scottish defenders. That sums it up, to be honest with you. But not only that. Um, his kicking game was superb. It's great to see the spirals still in the game, isn't it? The big Gavin Henson spirals, 70, 80 yarders. But for me, he was it's just his captaincy as well. I think it's done him the world of good going to Exeter. I think it's, it's given him the, the captaincy for, for Scotland. He's a, a true leader. He's inspirational. And, um, you know, after after some of the games he's had, we dropped the ball over the line last Six Nations. I think... Uh, you know, to come back and do that against the English, especially on the weekend, was superb. So he was my out, uh, out and out outstanding performer. Cool, Ryan Jones. Yeah, I think you you go a long way to sort of um, sort of argue with that, wouldn't you? I think you know, yeah, he, he's grown, hasn't he, as in in his role within the team and his maturity, if you like, you know. And I think he, you know, he could have played himself into the British and Irish Lions Test team on the weekend, couldn't he? You know, he would. Uh, wouldn't be a, wouldn't yeah. be a too, far, too far elite now, but 
you know, I, I thought Johnny Gray was good. Um, you know, I think you thought he went well. But, yeah, you know, a hog hog for me, I think, all day. Kyle, who, who do you pick out of the weekend, man? Um, mine's probably... Be probably well. You are? He's going to be Welsh, isn't he? Come on. <laughs> Actually, uh, he's not. I think we've uh, we've discussed oh. quite a bit about the Wales game and the Scotland game. Um, because, well, let's be honest, they were both surprised that we won and Scotland won. Um, but we've sort of uh, stayed away from the French game, and the French game was phenomenal. And it's an obvious one for me, but Dupont, I think, he's just a magician. Uh, some of the things that he did in that game, all right, this, uh, they play in Italy, and every team in the Six Nations go in to an Italy game thinking, you know, we're going to win this. But some of the, the offloads, that one where he... He caught the ball, tipped it forward, managed to regain control of the ball, went forward, and wasn't even looking, and just did that. Uh, nobody can see what I did over my shoulder, but looking straight towards the try line. And I, I was it was it Vincent? Is it Vincent? Is that how you Oh. Was it Arthur, Arthur Vincent scored? No, or was it Villiers, the winger? Was I can't oh, remember. Right. But he just took it and then bang, straight into the post. Uh, the the guy's on fire. There's nothing he can really do wrong at the moment. And um, he just he, he looks like a carbon copy of... Um, what's, your, what's your man's name? South Africa scrum half with the blonde hair. With Sale. After Kirk. He looks like him. If you just put a wig on him, they're the same person. So, uh, you know, someone needs to check that out if you ask me. Hey, <laughs> you think though, right? that well you think he'd smile a bit more I was just going to yeah. say exactly the same thing he's a miserable kit he is a miserable look mate you're on fire you're throwing passes going everywhere you're scoring tries you're setting them up just smile a bit for God's yeah. sake oh, they're French they're broody aren't they? they're all about the, the sex oh, appeal oh. yeah 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 oh. he's yeah. class mate he's class <laughs> he is amazing yeah, I, I would have gone I think I would have gone Dupont I quite like uh, Shaman like this Teddy Thomas I know, I know, Italy were beaten, but you don't just glide through there that easy, and you don't step over the line that easy. It, it is class, you know. He, he's got a, a class on his own line, and and uh, but the Dupont for me was great. I'm going to change tack a little bit, boys, uh, before we take a short break. Um, uh, right, you you do a lot of ultra events, as I mentioned at the start. You've done Iron Men, you've done all sorts of ridiculous challenges, running for 24 hours, cycling for bloody miles. Shane, you the same. I've got a question here. Um, it comes from Johnny Davis. All right. It's uh, well, Jonathan Davis. And I've lost it off my phone now. Um, he <laughs> is. Here he goes. Oh, I've lost it. You have to cut this out. Here we go. Jonathan Davis. John D316. Okay. Uh, question for Ryan and Shane. I am doing a challenge for Valindra in April. Run home from work for a week. It's 18.6 miles each day for five days. You have both done running challenges and Ironmans. What advice can you give me for getting mentally prepared, but also eating before, during, and after the days? Ryan? Well, so these, these types of events are always split into three for me. So one is around hydration, nutrition. One is about being mentally prepared, and the second, the last one is around being physically prepared. Well, two of those you can get right before you even step on the start line. So, go make sure you've got half tidy kit and decent kit because anything like that gentleman's going to do. So, if you get a blister on day one, that becomes a really long week, right? So, you've got to get make sure you've got right socks, good shoes, make sure you've got lube in the right places, and all that type of stuff, which is a which is a pleasurable new experience since I started ultra endurance events. You make sure you've got to hydrate and you've got to eat and you've got to eat 
as you're doing these things. So the car, the body's not like a car. So when it's empty of fuel, you can't just stop and fill it back up. It takes 48 hours, 72 hours to rehydrate and refuel. So you just need to keep it keep it topped up. And the other tip, you know, and having sort of really started to explore this recently is around the body is geared to, um, to, to, to reward itself. So breaking your challenge down into manageable chunks is really important because there's evidence out there now that, you know, you have a you have a psychological reaction which has a physical impact. You know, as you reward yourself, so it's the old adage of breaking a run down lamppost to lamppost, and doing it with a smile on your face. Set yourself small, manageable targets, and just chunk it up. And actually, it has a real positive impact on it. And before you know it, the miles just click by. Shane and I did the challenge in November where we sort of ran four hundred sixty five miles, which was which was a brilliant experience to sort of test some of this this out. Despite the, despite the hours and hundreds of miles running with Shane listening to his try stories it was a it was it was an amazing it really was an amazing experience and something that sort of stuck with me is you know just just take one more step because one more step won't kill you and you'll get there eventually you know it's, it's good, not advice. A good so, advice Shane, what about you well uh, after that I'd just say suck it up <laughs> <laughs> no no more in peace <laughs> no I, I look you know, preparation is key, really. You know, he, he, as, as long as he's trained for this, he just doesn't turn up and have a go at it. You know, preparing your meals, make sure you got your nutrition right on the day, not going too fast, and just re, you know, really making the most of it. You know, it's it, it it's a tough it's a tough thing to do. You know, commend him for doing it, especially for Vlindra, uh, for Vlindra Cancer Centre, and um, you know, he just needs to enjoy it. There's no point doing it and you hate every second of it. So take your time. You know. Run if you can get someone to run with. That always helps. Me and Ryan join join forces several times and and went for a couple of runs. It eats the time away a little bit more, um, and just enjoy the experience. Don't make it a slog. And that's all I can say really. So I wish him wish him all the best with it. But uh, great challenge. Okay, well, a big thanks to all our listeners and followers for all those questions and get more in next week. Also, a big thanks to the events room for sponsoring our. Serious prize, a signed and framed portrait of Shane Williams scoring his last try at the Principality Stadium. We'll choose a winner. We'll announce it later on on Tuesday evening. Good luck and thanks to everybody. Now, it's that time of the week, everybody, where we, uh, we because we're in lockdown, we ask, what you're watching? What have you been watching, Kyle? Come on. Um... Do you know what? I, I, I'm still on the West Wing. Like I said last week, it's seven seasons, 22 episodes a season. So we're still you know, balls deep in the West still Wing. Still plowing through it. Plowing through it, mate. We're plowing through it. But I did have a little hour to myself when I watched one of my favourite uh, Guy Ritchie movies, Rock and Roller. I don't know if any of you have seen that, boys. It's uh, it's it's like the... Um, he's done another one now, but uh, there was Lockstock, then there was Snatch, and then he brought the Rock and Roller, and they, that was like his trilogy... Um, it's brilliant. It's got Tom Hardy, um, Idris Elba, um, what's his name? Scottish fella. Um, in what, Gerard Butler. Gerard Billy Butler. Connelly. Gerard Butler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's brilliant. It's it's not as good as Lock, Stock and Snatch. It's, you know, he tries to keep it as witty and quick and all the rest of it. But uh, I, I had a lower with uh, Rock and Roll. And that's my this week's What You're Watching. Wales. What are you watching, Rev? Well, I, I haven't been watching much of it, but I've, I've kind of just, like, been keeping an eye on it. I walked in and Gail was watching How to Get Away with Murder. Now, you read into that what what you will, right? <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous. I'm sleeping with one eye open. But um, 
but it's actually quite it, it's it's one of these it's uh, it's very complicated uh, and I know I probably won't get it Ryan it's very complicated <laughs> everyone's getting murdered le- left right and centre or if they're not murdering each other they're sleeping with each other so it's a good watch you know I haven't got a clue what's going on <laughs> but... There was a couple of things you mentioned there, Shay, I'd like to pick up on. One is around sleeping with one eye open. I, being from Ammonford, you've only got one eye anyway, so I wouldn't worry <laughs> about that. And the second one is, I'm, you know, I can only feel for Gail right now. Having spent 20 years in a rugby team, you know, I can't imagine what it must be like to live with you full-time in lockdown. I'd want to kill you as well. <laughs> Why do you think I've got a man cave? <laughs> <laughs> He's out on his bike all the time as well, but I was. All right. <laughs> That's interesting. I've been watching The Bay. Well, I watched the whole of The Bay, and it was really good. Uh, it was on previously, but it's a new new uh, set of episodes. But uh, murder investigation uh, in and around the area of Morecambe. So it's pretty local. It was on um, ITV, ITV Player, I think. Uh, so that's worth a watch. About six, seven episodes. Ray, I was a very special guest, Ryan Jones. What have you been watching? Gangs of London. Had oh, a, yes. Had a hammering. I binge-watched that back in the last week and over the weekend in amongst the rugby. So, crikey, what what the series that was. You know, the, the Wallaces, like the Williamses. You and your brother Dean up in <laughs> up in Ammonford, Shane. But it was, uh, yeah, man. crikey, that is, that is a must-watch. But I had, you know, I went to bed with high, anxi- high anxiety a few nights. Christ. We had, um, you know, the, you know, at the start where the guy actually shoots the the. the the, the mafia guy, the, the gang lord, the Irish guy, and his little Welsh mate yeah, outside yeah. in the car. We, we had him on the podcast, didn't we, Kyle? Yeah, Darren. Yeah. Good boy, Darren. Darren. Brilliant. Brilliant, Darren was. And he came on, and he, and he was exactly like that character, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, if, I, if, I him, if I was him, I still wouldn't be sleeping. Like, you know, I'd be yeah. just, How good is that opening scene where he's got the guy dangling off the roof? Brilliant. It's a brilliant, brilliant series. So there you go. Well, we got we got a bit more to watch this week, boys. So uh, now, um, before we go on, look ahead now to finish on the big games in the weekend. We've got a watch along going on on Saturday. It's Scotland v Wales, Ryan. It's a big one now because Wales have won and Scotland have won. And uh, we put this out there on social media. And do you know what, Kyle? We had we had a pretty good response. Everybody was saying, "Yay, you guys are the best." Obviously, all, all American or Canadian. Um, we had Muna Lee too. Uh, she goes, yes, yes, yes. In other words, do it. Jennifer Brown went, Sam Hewan. <laughs> In other words, get Sam Hewan on. Well, watch this space, Jennifer. Uh, Noella L. Fountain, she replied, uh, absolutely. Scotland v. Wales, I'll be there. Um, T. Ross went, sounds like fun. Uh, Sky Girl, three. Uh, at Quint Z Hunter, we got some brilliant handles, and we. She says that would be completely awesome. So, um, and uh, Karen Houghton, she says uh, that would be fun with Sam Hewan. <laughs> Any news on that front, my good man? Um, well, as you know, he's a very, very, very busy man. Um, is Sam? So um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It is Wales, Wales v Scotland, or Scotland v Wales after all. And uh, like me, he is a big rugby fan. So um, let's pray to the stars and see if something works out. Is there a chance? Let's give our, our listeners. Is there a chance of five minutes? Well, I mean, there's always a chance, isn't there? You know, if, Ooh, if, if, if... you're that, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's yeah. I I I've asked Donald Trump as well, so I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> there's a chance. There's a chance. Where there's a Williams, there's a way. Way. <laughs> Nah, but in all seriousness, watch our social media this week. We'll be um, putting the details of the platform, the social media platform that we'll be doing our watch along. Hey, Roy, if you're not busy, you come and join us. I'll come join you for 10 minutes at half time. But we'll be there uh, going through the game, having a chinwag, doing the Tuesday Club. You can follow us, of course, at Tuesday Club underscore on Twitter or on Instagram at Tuesday Club Podcast. Uh, brought to you by Buffoon Media. Big thanks to the events room, of course, for our very special sponsorship of Shane's Sign Picture. Now, to finish, boys, we'll look ahead. Uh, it's a big one already. Week two, you boys know about Six Nations momentum getting that first win. Scotland and Wales have had it. Ryan, you, know, you, you had your, a, a brilliant early part of your Wales career up in uh, Murrayfield. Scored a wondrous try uh, in 2005. Involved in the movement twice. Well, it was my birthday as well, and it's it's quite easy for me to recall it because it was fifty percent of my total tally for Wales. So, um, <laughs> and tell us about the other one. Yeah, the other one was from forty. I mean, forty-seven centimeters out and pick and go out in Australia. So, just about not long after I'd had my nose straightened after coming into collision with someone's head, but um, I can't remember a lot about that one. Um, yeah, it was one of the, probably the best tries of that decade, actually. So often got shown in highlight reels. And I'm, I actually feature in, in most of Shane's tries. You'll usually see me at the bottom of the ruck before, by five phases or five passes before he got it. So, you know, I like to think that he owes an awful lot to my career. Really. Yeah. No good at the bottom of a ruck, mate. Well, someone had to do it, mate. I remember, I remember Lynn Jones saying to me once, uh, you remember this, Sean, he, he said, yeah, you're more of a man handler than a ball handler, and I was yeah. be a donkey, but just be the best donkey you can be was another another favourite. Is so. <laughs> you had your moments. You've got a short memory, you have Williams as well. You would be grateful for people like me. You wouldn't have had a career if it wasn't for me. I can tell you that now. I've got a lot of things that are short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. <laughs> um, we mentioned it earlier, Shane. Looks like we got a few injuries. Uh, Johnny Williams off with a head knock. Jonathan Davis was already out. Um, you know, amongst others, we look pretty bad. To Dan Lydiard, bless him on his comeback. Um, have we got the depth to go up and, and, and beat the resurgence Scotland and Murrayfield? It's been a happy hunting ground, but we're up against a different animal now. I, I think it's you know it says it all, doesn't it? We are questioning our depth. I've got some really bad news as well because. Um, George North and Nick Tompkins took bumps as well, so they're being assessed at the moment. Now, look at that, isn't it? Exactly. Um, we we look. It, it just goes to show, Sean. I don't think <laughs> I don't think we do have the strength in depth that you know. You, you look at Ireland; they certainly could could very easily lose a hen, Sean and and Ringrose, and and uh, and not worry too much. Really, England could could probably do it, and you know Scotland looking very strong in that position now. So. It does worry me a little bit, um, even to the point where there's been talk about Jamie Roberts perhaps getting back into the squad just to cover there, which, um, you know, which it would be great. It's great to have that experience, but it says it all about the strength and depth in Wales at the moment, I think. I don't think we're, we're as lucky as we were probably back in the Gatland days where we, you know, we had a good nucleus of players coming through. So it does worry me. Uh, I'm still uh, look. I'm going to back the boys anyway. It doesn't matter who's on the field; they're wearing the jersey now, and I always back them. But it does worry me that Scotland came came through pretty unscathed, having performed really well. They were very physical, and they've all come through it pretty good. Wales again; it was very physical, very tough. But 
you know, Lydia went off, Thomas Williams, Johnny Williams got knocked out as well. Hal Moss as well is out. Um, and there's talk about George and, and Nick as well. So, um, yeah, it's a bit worrying. It really is. Key positions as well. And especially someone like George, because as soon as you find that form and you're playing well, you just want to keep playing and playing. So, uh, fingers crossed that uh, that he's going to be fit. Having said that, if he's not fit, then there's one less game he can beat my record, I suppose. But look, that's not how I think, right, guys? So, um, <laughs> no, we'll, um, no, I, I, I hope they're fine. Uh, it's going to be tough, but uh, I'll back the boys. God, that was great news, wasn't it? Huh? Hang on, I'm just topping up my internet gambling account here. Yeah. Um, hey, don't mind <laughs> On the Shane Williams latest team news. Hot off the press. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, Jug. Um, however, and Shane's right, you know, it, it really decimates a side off the back of a win, a, a struggle to win, but they've done it. And that momentum, it takes a sting out then. But, however, Alan Wynn, Justin Tiprick, Toby, Ken Owens. You mentioned the props going well. Adam Beard coming back to form. Strength and depth probably at nine. That's one area. Biggs didn't have much of a chance on the front foot, but he's there. Uh, Liam Williams to come back. Uh, might we still have enough resilience in that in that core? Yeah, look, you, 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 we, I don't necessarily buy the sort of the lack of strength and depth. We've we've known for years what we've got, and you know, with with succession planning and mapping, there's no excuse for not having players who are test match rug, you know ready. If you like, we've got four regions that are littered with Welsh players all getting week to week experience. You know the the pressures on the system to make them ready to perform at international level. So we can't hide behind the fact we've picked up some injuries in a test match because that happens. You know, you 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 have to factor that in. You're, you're right in the fact that. You know, we've, there's a spine of a team. You know, you know, you'll hear commentators, pundits like Shane and coaches talking about it all the time. You know, you build a team has to be built around a core. You know, and you know what what a core that is. Wales have got. You know, know what it takes to win big, big Test matches, and they're all characters that have won against odds, the odds as well. You know, and we all know that. You know, form is only only counts in the run up to a match. You know, as soon as the first whistle goes. You know, there's 101 things that can happen. Look at the game on the weekend, a red card in the first 10 minutes and it's game over, you know. So there's there's an awful lot in there. You know, you always fancy your chances when you've got Biggs and the half penny because there's 12, 15 points, you know, you, you'd hope to get from anywhere inside 45 metres. So, you know, all of a sudden, the, the shape of, of, the, of the game is there. You know, I think set piece is going to be massive, you know. So with a bit of luck, we've got, we've got, we've got some continuity in the pack, which will be important. So I think that that'll be where Wales Wales possibly can win it on the weekend. Historically, that's where Wales have beaten Scotland. And that's where teams, you know, England were in, ineffective at it at the weekend. But actually, when they did get some gains, they really did tear into tear into Scotland. I think that's where that's where Wales will come. You know, I don't think we're going to beat them trying to outplay them at their game in a in a in a broken play kick 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 tennis type fixture. So, look, I think. I, you know, I'm a bit different. I, you know, it breaks my heart to say, you know, my my heart will always say Wales will win, you know, and I back them all day, you know. But sort of the the pragmatist in me thinks that we're up against it this weekend, you know, and Scotland will be favourites. Doesn't mean to say we can't, but you know, we've got, I think we've got to be realistic at, the, at this point. But again, it's it's a first round of the Six Nations. What it is is wide open right now. You know, yeah. France have got to be favourites, but actually, Scotland being England has thrown the rest of the table, if you like. You know, up, up in the air. So yeah. who knows from this point in? 
Scotland yeah. Grand Slam. Well, there's that. There's that. We're going to go to predictions to finish. Uh, of course, I think it's France going to Ireland. Is Ireland going to bounce back? And they they're going to be pretty sore losing that one. But um, they got that strength in depth. Kyle, we're going to come to you first. Right, predictions. No fans in Murrayfield. Flower Scotland will still be echoing. Changes for Wales. Scotland pretty resurgent, looking strong. Your mate is Sam Hewen. We might be on our watch along podcast on Saturday. We don't know, but tune in just in case he does turn up. Kyle? Uh, I'm just going to go straight in at Wales 24, Scotland 20. He's so predictable, isn't he? He's so. <laughs> well, you got on one clown on the show, haven't you? <laughs> Why is that predictable? Why is that predictable? Well, you're going to go for Wales. I don't care, right? If. All 36 of the squad were injured, and we were calling up guys from the Welsh Premier. You'd still go Wales 24 yep. Scotland. Yeah, but mate, I, I am a Welsh fan. I'm a diehard Welsh fan. Right. I got it on my wall, right. I got it on my chest. But there, you, it's your job to be unbiased, even though your Osprey's biased, which everybody knows. You have, it's your, <laughs> <I'm not>. it's, <laughs> you've got to, you know, you've got your, you've got a level of expertise that you've got to maintain. So you can call it because you're an expert of the game. I'm a fan. I'm going to go Wales. I go Wales every time we play New Zealand. So. All right. You've justified it. You justified it. I'm beating New Zealand since 1953. Well done. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for Scotland, but it's going to be closer. I think we'll get a losing bonus point, i.e., within seven, and I think we might score a try or two because we have to. I, I, I'll go reverse of that, Kyle. I'll go something like 27, 21, something like that. What about you, Shane? Yeah, I'm not far off, really. Um, I, my score is almost spot on to uh, to Kyle, so I'm going to have to change it. Um, <laughs> Because you, la- you laughed when Kyle gave the answer, so I better not... Hey, don't back out, mate. Stand strong with me. Stand strong. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I will, I will, Kyle. I've changed my mind. I'm going to back myself. Wales 26, uh, Scotland 22. I think I think both teams will score a couple of tries in this game. They both have a crack. It's going to be a battle up front. But, uh, look, I never lost to Scotland, so I can't bring myself to say that our boys are going to lose. So, Wales. <laughs> well, and last word for you, Ray. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, I think it's gonna be a bit tighter. I do, um, and I think you know, two edgy, edgy teams. I think they might cancel each other out for large parts. So I'm gonna go eighteen fifteen Scotland. Good, good, good. I witnessed a draw at Murrayfield twenty all back in my university days. Way too long for you guys to remember, but. Thanks very much, boys. That's brilliant. Now, don't forget, uh, all you listeners out there, tune into our social media channels for the rest of the week for two reasons. One, to find out who's won the question of the week. Very special thanks to the events room who sponsored Shane's signed picture of his last try against Australia Principality Stadium. You can use a discount. Tuesday Club 10 at the Events Room website, theeventsroom.co.uk slash shop. Thank you very much to the Events Room. Big thank you to Buffoon Media, who support us as our media partner too. But follow our social media channels this week to find out the details of our watch-along, Scotland v Wales, on Saturday. That is very likely to have Sam Hewen at halftime for five minutes, if Kyle can work his magic. Uh, and you can then join us through the game, having a couple of beers, chewing the fat, like mates do. Big thank you to Shane Williams for tonight. Have a great week, mate. Same to you, Kyle, and for all your work you do behind the scenes. And a real special thanks to our special guest, former Wales captain, British Lion, ultra marathon, Ironman extraordinaire, Mr. Ryan Jones. Thanks, I hope you enjoyed. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. Have an amazing week. Cheers, boys. Cheers, right. Cheers, Come guys. on, Wales! <laughs>